what is success? Just if you have a lot of money and a good job, like, no, what's successful is being a good person, participating in your communities and being a part of it. To me, I don't think that there's anything more important. Like, I'm- Welcome to the Pinky J Podcast. Yes, Pinky is my real name. Not sure what my mom was thinking when she named me. Let's get real on this podcast and talk about taboo topics, trauma, and life experiences. I am here to inspire and motivate anyone who's going through a tough time. Remember, you're not alone, you are worthy, and you're enough. Hey everyone, welcome to one more episode of Pinky J Podcast. Today I have a special guest with me. Her name is Kathy, and she's from Canada. I know Kathy for many years. We go way back. We were kids when we met. We actually met through yeah. a family friend, and uh, and we connected. Like Kathy was this crazy, outgoing girl, and I was the, like this shy little girl. And somehow we connected. And knowing Kathy for so long, I think her story can inspire a lot of people. She lost her brother at a very young age, and that affected their family a lot. And then she went from a city girl to living on a farm and homeschooling. I never saw Kathy doing that, and it's so crazy how life can change from one moment to another. So Kathy, tell me about your story. I was not born yet before my brother passed. So he died about a month before my mom conceived me. But I did spend the entire time in womb in utero with a mom who was grieving someone who literally cried all day, every day. And as a parent now, like I couldn't even fathom what my mom went through. But as we know, in studies today, that the importance of being calm when you're pregnant, the way that a mom behaves is very like affects the children a lot so I find that with my brother's loss although I never met him it has affected my life tremendously in the sense of like I grew up with very overprotective parents as you can imagine like my mom and dad they were hawks on me all the time when I was a teenager it was the worst thing in the world but as a parent now I'm like well that makes sense I understand that like I could see why you would behave that way I find that only as an adult have I noticed how it's affected me Growing up, I never really thought much of it. Like, we always talked about him, and I always felt like I knew my brother, even though I had never met him. Only as an adult, really, did I notice how it affected my mom and dad. My parents had a lot and still have a lot of unresolved trauma from that. I couldn't even fathom. Like, my mom found him in bed in a coma. So it's that's just the most horrific thing that you could even think of. As a parent, like, I couldn't even imagine something like that. So, and only after I had my son, Grayson, my oldest, I noticed the trauma in my mom and obviously trickled down to me. And, like, as you become a parent, it changes differently. Like I've always grown up with anxiety and I don't, wouldn't say depression because I've never felt depressed, but I've down arrows, like came in waves, but the anxiety was always there and lingering. After I had my son, I had really bad postpartum depression. And that was a whole different ball game of anxieties and stress. The amount of rage, like that's the one that like really got me that I'd never experienced before was rage. I don't know if it's just the like the baby phase, the that first year, because like I had it with both my kids, even though it wasn't as like severe. Other than that, I find I've been working on myself and some sort of therapies and reading a lot and listening to a lot of books and like that helps. And it's really great because my mom, I've noticed she's trying to resolve her traumas, which is like phenomenal because you know, her generation, they don't really pay attention to that stuff like or believe in it. She really wants to heal. That helps me heal too. So I don't know. It's a delicate dance because it's my mom and I have a weird friendship and relationship. I was the one who helped her from who needed to survive. 
child. When you lose a child and then the next child, it's kind of like, you don't want that pressure on them, but they are like the child that like helps you pull you out of that darkness and like you have something else to take care of. So we have this weird over, sometimes it's like we have to cut the cord. I know. That's the biggest, I would say, underlying thing there that's always going to be there. And we try to honor him as much as we can. And I talk to him, to my kids and stuff. Like he still very much is a person in our family. And the griefing process, especially for your mom, must have been tough. And how old was your brother? He was a month shy of his second birthday. So he died like November 2nd and he would have turned to November 5th. So it was a very difficult, I couldn't even fathom it to be completely honest. Right. Losing a child is never easy. It's hard. And then especially she was pregnant of you. It affects your nervous system, everything, right? My mom said I was a baby that cried a lot, a lot, a lot. She's like, it took months and months and months for you to like just chill out. When your environment is crying, that's literally what my environment was since I was conceived. So no wonder some days I'm like, just so, ah, but I'm working on it. I mean, I think self-like love helps and being, giving myself grace. Like I'm only human and on this experience and just trying to figure it out. And I think that, well, obviously becoming a parent changes your life, but it changed me to the core. Like, and I rediscovered who I was and who I'd like to be in the kind of role model I want to be for my kids, which then leads us to how we got to farming. You grew up in a city in Canada. I was born in Toronto and then I was raised in the Tri-Cities for majority of my life. And you went to school, you went to university. I majored in broadcast journalism, so TV journalism, radio journalism. Never went anywhere with that after school. Because in Canada, to even get anywhere, you'd have to either move to Toronto or you had to move to, like, out west. So I had my husband, or we were dating at the time, but we... We had toyed with the idea of moving, but it just never panned out. Then we just found other jobs and then we opened a failed candle business, which was super fun. Well, he was in between jobs and I was just kind of figuring it out. And now like we both have found our paths kind of took us a while, but even older people don't even know their paths and they don't know what they want to do. And it's it's hard, especially like you have this uh, degree and you didn't go anywhere, but you found what you guys are passionate about and it's that farm mm. living. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I would love to say that I'm the best, but I'm not, I'm learning because I'm still very much like, like city roots is what I was raised in. Like I was raised trying to keep up the, with the trends and doing all of that stuff. And then I became a mom and I would say it was pre-pandemic. We were already had the intentions of moving out and farming and stuff. But after the pandemic, it really helped push us out. And like, thankfully my in-laws, they're, they're farmers. And one of the farm houses that they had, we were able to move into and have some land around us, which was we're really grateful for. And it's really, really nice. I can honestly say 16 year old me would never ever imagine that I'd be living on a farm. You said that you were like in a farm I'm like, what? I'm like, you're raising chickens and all that. What is going on with you? <laughs> and ducks. This is, it was so cold yesterday. Something was wrong with her, but I'm on the phone with Brian. And he's like, well, you're going to have to catch her and put her in the coop. And maybe she just needs to warm up. So if you would have seen me chasing around two ducks, it took me 25 minutes to get them in the flipping coop. But I, once I did, I was so proud of myself. I celebrated. And I was like, yes, I can do it. Even though I was on the phone with him saying, I can't do it. I can't grab him. Like, I was just scared <laughs> that they'd like poke me in the eye or something. I'm see I'm still getting used to it so 
Yeah, I need to come to Canada and see this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to hear something cute? I have five ducklings in my uh, spare room with like, and four eggs that are waiting to hatch. So it's been a really cool process. And I even a few weeks ago, my mom, well, my parents butchered one of our chick, two of our chickens. I was like, I have been saying for over a year that I want to butcher a chicken and learn how to do it. Like I, I really, I'm on the whole self-sufficiency after, even before the pandemic, I was like, these systems are messed up. Like things could happen. Like everything is very fickle. We should be able to self, like be self-sufficient, like have food and grow food for ourselves. And I just wanted to learn how. And then we finally got to do it. And I was like, it gives you perspective of where your food comes from, for sure. Like plucking a chicken, man. You're you're eating the most organic everything. Yeah, we feed them. They're free range. We feed them organic feed. We try to go follow the guidelines that the farm that I work on follows. Like we really want to try to like stay close to earth, the natural cycles and everything. Cause I feel like that's just so important. We should be a bit more appreciative of what nature gives us. And I mean, she's figured out the systems long before we have, and we're just trying to fix them our way. And it doesn't Sometimes it just doesn't yeah. work. Eating like processed foods is just so bad for you. We grow a bunch of uh, veggies. We actually just finished up our last, like I make a lot of pasta sauce and we just fa- finished the last like pack of that we had. And it, I was so sad. I was like, oh, well now we know for next year we need to double up so we can have it for mm-hmm. the entire winter. So it's like, it's all a learning curve. It's very surprising trying to figure out how much you need to feed a family of four and it, for like a year and stuff. Like it's a lot to figure out. and you just it makes you put into perspective just like how much work it actually is to feed yourself to feed your family and i feel like it's not talked about enough like food security is so insane to me and just so important and it's like we need to be putting these systems in like effect and i think that like community gardens all of these things need to be, every corner of a suburb should have a community garden i just think and then like you get a sense of community too like I, my family always comes and loves to plant and all that we're we're starting a new group for our homeschool group the kids are gonna we're gonna like create a little garden outside so that the kids can create a vegetable garden and though they're all allowed to take whatever they want from there so it's like it's a sense of community and something different right it could be therapeutic like planting Mm -hmm. even though every time i plant a plant or have a plant in the house it dies (laughs) yeah you know it's funny like i'm really good at maintaining my outdoor plants But in the house, like, I have about three plants that have survived so far. But, like, you look at them and you're like, oh, you poor thing. You are sick. Like, I just, like, in the house, it's hard. But when it's outside, like, it's easy. I'm still learning. Like, I'm, I feel like with homesteading and all this, like, it's constant learning. Like, you're constantly reading. And if something goes wrong, like, you're Googling it to figure out what's going on. And, like, it's it's never, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I don't give myself the pressure. Like I've been gardening and stuff for about, I would say five years now. Cause it's been since I had Grayson. Like it, once I had Grayson, I fell into like Reddit rabbit holes and I was like, oh my God, the world is going to end. We need to figure it out and get food ready. We need to be prepared. I'm a lot more <laughs> relaxed now. As relaxed as I can be. I am. I'm a lot better, but like, I, it's just like, I don't know. I sometimes I feel like I'm always on edge. Like what's going to happen? Is something going to happen? Like, it's crazy. Like, and I don't like to live like that, but as of lately, it's been hard. That's the worst way to live because even though the world on was going on with the world right now, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. It's like, we just have to live day by day. 
and you decide to homeschool. I never met anyone who homeschooled. Like I've seen stories out there, but I never mm-hmm. met anyone that actually homeschooled their kids. And I give you props because I don't know how you do it. I have no idea. I don't know how I do it. So, because like it can be taxing in the sense of it's a full time job having children. And I feel like it's the most underappreciated job because everyone does it. But it's the mental tax and mental load that it takes to be a mom. It's a lot. There's nothing like I am so appreciative for my kids because it's, I see the world differently now. Like I see it from their eyes. And I think that with homeschooling, it was an easy decision. I don't know. I never felt right about sending him away from me for so long. And it's not like I'm being over, but then I feel like sometimes I'm like, am I being overprotective like my parents? But like, then you look at the school systems now and it's their garbage. There's 25 kids to one teacher and that teacher is lucky if she has assistant. How can you act it like really teach a ch- like 25 kids without any of them falling behind? Do you know what I mean? Like not all kids learn the same. And I feel like, especially nowadays, it's so easy for if a child, because they're expected to be seating at a desk and ask questions and listen. I was never able to learn like that. Like it was very difficult for me, that setting. And I never really cared for it. And that's before all of like everything else that comes with school life. I feel like they can't get that one-on-one. It's just not as valuable or at least like, you know, I don't know. I just think that the classrooms are too big and then it's so disruptive. And then you throw in COVID and all of these new rules and then you throw in all of the new curriculums for sex ed and everything. And I'm like, I just think that these kids are too young to be learning so many of these things. I don't know. It's it's just like, I just, the system really bothers me. And I feel like right now we're doing great. Like he's in nature school. Like I'm not just, he's not just with me. We're in nature school. We're part of book clubs. Like we have swimming lessons with our friends. Like we have a really strong homeschool community and had I not found them I honestly don't think I would have been able to do it because like there are days where I'm like I'm insane for keeping these kids home but then it's like I want my kids to be different I want them to be free thinkers I want them to listen to their body and be like as Grayson says he is the king of his body like that's what I want I want to raise strong independent kids who aren't like bashed down by a system and created into this mold that every child must be when like everybody's different everyone's born different like for a long time I was told that Grayson had a severe severe speech delay and he's speaking excellently now sure there's like some things that bungles up but he's still only like five and he's figuring it out and we have we're in speech therapy and like doing all of the things that are necessary but like I don't know I think he's on par with kids his age right now so I'm not as concerned but like I've had so much pushback from family because we are the first ones in our direct group to go that route like literally no one we know is homeschooling their kids and that's fine like everyone does what's right for their family and what I think is right for us is this right now this path you have to do what makes you and your family happy what you said that like Grayson is delayed in speech or I think nowadays people are just so consumed and competitive with their kids like well my kid has to be this and my kid Mm -hmm. has to be this each kid is different they learn different ways each kid is special we can't Mm -hmm. compare them to a different kid parents have to just stop being so consumed in the society and of the kids need to be in more it's unrealistic expectations it's really unrealistic and it's like oh only if they reach this level that's what me like they're on par and it's like but then you just look around and it's like no some people were slower and then they're geniuses or the, even like just slower and very successful and at the end of the day what is success 
just if you have a lot of money and a good job, like, no, what's successful is being a good person, like participating in your communities and being a part of it. To me, I don't think that there's anything more important. Like I work part-time and it works for us. Like we're very privileged to be able to stay home and for me to stay home and everything too. Brent has a very good job and all that. So it helps if you really want something bad enough, like you work for it. I work my jobs from home after the kids go to bed or when I find some time during the day. And like, I just really work hard to provide that for my kids. Cause I think that having a present parent, especially in a time like right now on, I feel like just everything's uneasy and weird. And we're in a really like weird, I want to spend time with my children. Like I love hanging out with them. Do they drive me nuts some days? Absolutely. Two little boys who have the most energy in the world, but would I change it for the world? I don't think so. Cause when I look, I think that when I'm old and dying and looking back at my life, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I really wish I had gotten that promotion. No, I'm going to be like, I spent so much valuable time with my kids, even though it was hard. No one can ever give me that they're gonna grow right. up and soon enough and it's like out the door they go like i don't know i i'm just i'm trying to hold on to I it like, i can't even imagine when that day comes kathy you're gonna be a mess <laughs> i will be like i'll be like oh my god it's just me and brett now like i always say it's fine i have a friend who went was homeschooled all her life and she's a master's in like nursing and stuff so it's not like just because you were home school doesn't mean anything different like it's just a different lifestyle and it's a slower living and for me i just think it's valuable that's all and then it's like everyone does what works for them some moms can't for their mental health can't be home all day with their kids i get that but at the end of the day for me like i want to so it's like i love spending time with them so it's fine so we've known each other almost 20 years like we're not i'm 31 i'm 31 i'm pretty sure we met when i was like 11 so i it has been 20 like 20 years oh my gosh that just ages us so much i forget we're 30 already just in the advancement of technology alone. Me and you never imagined we'd be able to FaceTime and have conversations like this when we were kids. Like, it was like, okay, well, so nice seeing you. See you next time I come around. And now, like, and then as we are getting older, we can, like, FaceTime and connect and email and all that stuff. So it's just insane. Our friendship is one of those, like, we could go months or sometimes, I think we went years at one point without talking. Whenever we see each other, it's like, we never stop talking. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I can totally agree with that. And so I'm not like in that you need those types of friendships where it's like there's no pressure and like life happens because it's like you get busy and life is just so everyone is living their own experience. Sometimes I have to remind myself that it's like like when you feel like you're getting attacked or everything. It's like, no, 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 it's not about you, girl. Everyone is living their own experience. Like just it's fine. So it's like, yeah, I totally get that. And I agree 100 percent. I've been working really, really hard and I find that I have everything I wanted in life, but there's still something missing, I felt for a really long time. And the only thing that was missing was spirit. And I've really been trying to like reconnect with the creator and with my surroundings, with nature and with like this multidimensional world we're living in and really like try to figure some, not like you'll, I'll never figure it out, but like figure out what's right for me. And it's been really healing. And like, I feel it in my soul that it's, I'm on the right path and it's really working out for us. So it's nice. Right. You're doing what makes you happy and what makes you good for you and your family. And anyone out there listening, if you are contemplating on homeschooling or living on the farm, this is Kathy's story and it's working for her. So do what but it's a lot happy. of work. I have to throw that out there. It is a lot of work. You have to be committed because 
going on vacation. We're going on vacation this month for the first time in years. And it's like, you got to find someone to watch your animals. Like it's a whole ordeal. Like it is a whole lifestyle change. So it, you have to be committed. But what's the worst that could happen? Well, there's a lot of bad things that could happen. But I think it's beneficial to have like your garden with food and eggs, fresh eggs. You got the whole egg crisis that's going on right now. Like I, I can't complain. I have fresh, beautiful eggs with a nice yellow yolk that are just so like oh it's delicious can i order with a bunch of eggs <laughs> no you can't i looked into it because we're going to florida i was like maybe we can bring our own eggs it's totally illegal and they're catching a yeah. lot of people right now with the egg shortage so well you can just come over for a week and i'll feed you as much eggs as you can take sounds good <laughs> yeah thank you so much kathy it was a yeah, pleasure no having problem. you